Hi everyone, my name's Lisette and I'd love to welcome you to the Redeemed Girl Podcast. Hey everyone, happy Thursday, or whatever day you're listening to this on. I hope everyone is having such a great week so far. I just wanted to take a few minutes to start off by thanking everybody for the outpouring of love and support I received on the trailer. I couldn't have ever imagined that so many of you would have heard this podcast or even taken the time to truly listen. I feel like I've already made so many new online best friends just from that small sneak peek. But seriously, thank you guys so much. I'm so excited, so expectant, and feeling so grateful to be spending the next few minutes with you today. Today I wanted to use this first episode to really tell you guys a little bit about myself. Share my heart, my testimony, who I was prior to Jesus, yikes, and how the redeemed girl came to be. First of all, I haven't properly introduced myself quite yet. My name is Lisette Bieberstein. I know, Bieberstein. Total mouthful. But my name is Lisette Bieberstein. I live in Austin, Texas with my husband Grant and our two fur babies. My husband Grant and I have been married in four years come this October. That feels so crazy to say still because I feel like we just got married. We moved to Austin a few years ago to help our youth pastors plant a church here in Austin. Our season here hasn't been perfect. If anything, it's been very far from it. But like any other season, we feel like the Lord is showing us so much about our time here. Overall, the theme of this season is that the Lord has his hand on us. And I truly feel that about this podcast as well. For a little bit of context as to who I am and how I became to be the way that I am, let me start off by telling you about my family. I'm the youngest child of three girls, and in my opinion, I'm totally the best daughter. Erica's my older sister. She's 10 years older than me. And Bianca is our middle sister. She's eight years older than me. My oldest sister, Erica, is the total epitome of the first child. She's the mom of the family. She's fiercely loyal. She's prayed for me and known the deepest, darkest depths of my heart when I've been too ashamed to tell anyone. She's our protector. Well, when she's not blackmailing me for damaging our childhood home. One day I promise I'll let it go, Erica. But today is not that day. Bianca is the peacemaker of the family. She is the most kind-hearted spirit. There's truly nobody like her. Bianca makes everyone she meets feel loved and cared for. I like to call her the glue of our sisterhood. Nobody really fights with Bianca. When I was about three years old, my parents decided to get a divorce. This left me going through the entirety of my childhood and teenage years with anger and resentment towards my whole family. I had an overwhelming amount of anger towards my mom for choosing to get a divorce from my dad, but I also had a lot of anger towards my sisters for getting to grow up with our parents in ways that I didn't. My parents' divorce caused a lot of deep-rooted hurt and a lot of problems for me throughout the entirety of my childhood. When I think back to myself as an elementary school kid, I remember being such a mean-spirited little girl. I was always in trouble, and more often than not, I would think of myself as a mistake. My rebellion continued well into high school. I was always a little defiant. I really never wanted to be bothered with anybody's opinions, especially not my parents. But sometimes I think that's normal for high school girls, right? 
My junior year of high school is when things really started to get heavy for me. I'd gone into a relationship that I wasn't allowed to be in that left me feeling more broken than I had already felt. The ending of this relationship put me in a downward spiral into deeper and deeper and deeper sin. I went from just being defiant to ultimately lying to my family, continuously breaking their heart, and pushing everybody that loved me away. There was one night in particular that will always stick out to me. My mom and I had gotten into a huge fight, and instead of sitting and talking it through, I chose to run to a high school party. I chose to get completely inebriated out of my mind, and to this day, I forever wish somebody would have told me that this night would change the trajectory of my entire life. What I thought was going to be a careless night with some of my friends just blowing off some steam turned into a nightmare. This night would be the beginning of a year of self-sabotage, substance abuse, and deep, deep shame. This was the night that I became a victim of sexual assault. My senior year of high school and my first semester of college were all a blur. I could never keep any friends. I really had some of the most incredible girls in my life that just wanted to love on me, but all I could do is push them away because of how much shame I felt. More often than not, I would look in the mirror and I wouldn't even see myself. I would just see everything that was done to me, everything that I was walking through. This season of life was probably the hardest not only for myself, but for my family also. I put a really giant divisive wedge in our family dynamic. I was always intoxicated. Nobody ever knew if I was safe. I was a ticking time bomb of anger. And this resulted in so much heartbreak for my family. It felt like it was continuous heartbreak for them. I remember one night in particular thinking, God, are you even real? How did you let any of this happen? My freshman year of college was a nightmare. All I did was use my time to drink and mask every ounce of pain. At one point, my mom had told me that every time I was about to go out to get intoxicated, that the Holy Spirit would wake her up to pray. And she would pray and pray and pray that the Lord would speak to me. Little did I know that those seeds that she was planting would soon come to fruition. Towards the end of my first semester of college, I had officially taken it way too far. Some of my sorority sisters and I decided to head to a bar to celebrate the ending of our first semester of college. To be quite honest, I don't know why we were celebrating. We had not done well, and all we did was party. But once again, I lost control, and this resulted in my friends leaving me alone at a bar. To set the scene of the bar that I was left at, just think of the ugliest, grossest part of your college town. Probably the most unsafe. Nobody around. You would never want to get left alone there in the middle of the night, sober, much less intoxicated. Alone at this bar at 2 a.m. with no way of getting home, I stumbled outside and a sweet stranger somehow helped me back to my dorm room. I'm not exactly sure how I got back to my dorm room, but all I know is that this college girl changed a big part of my life. I woke up the next morning, more confused than ever, but with a really sweet note next to my bedside table. The note read, the Lord has so much more for you than this. And it was like everything in my mind shifted. The next day, I was coming home for winter break. When I was packing up my car, something deep in my spirit was telling me that I shouldn't be coming back. 
I felt like the Lord was telling me to go home so that I could heal and be close to him. But all of that felt so scary and unknown. I went home. I confessed to my parents everything that I'd done, shared with them what I felt like the Lord was asking me to do. And within 24 hours, my parents had helped me move out of my college dorm. My season at home was what I'd like to call the ending of my wilderness season. A lot of times the wilderness season has such a negative connotation to it, which honestly, I kind of felt like it did too, until the Lord shed a little bit of perspective and light onto me. He took me to Hosea 2, verse 14. Hosea is a book in the Old Testament about a couple, Hosea and Gomer. Gomer is Hosea's wife and she's an adulterer. She struggles with a lot of sexual sin. In Hosea 2, the Lord is sharing about calling Gomer into the wilderness after she's sinned against her husband. I'm going to read a little bit of Hosea 2, 14 through 15 to you and kind of share my heart. Therefore, I'm going to persuade her, lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. When I think of the wilderness, I think of a barren wasteland. I think of a place that is totally secluded, filled with solidarity, with no distractions. And I think that that's really what the Lord wanted for me in that season. I think that when I was in my college town, I was using everything to distract me. I didn't want to be alone with my thoughts. I didn't want to be alone with having to really deal with my pain. But the Lord wanted to pull me into this wilderness season with him so he could speak tenderly to me. The Lord used the ending of my wilderness season to speak tenderly to my heart, to speak true identity into who he'd created me to be. He spoke life into what was seemingly my dry bones. In a time where I felt more lost than ever, I had felt so secure in who the Lord had called me and created me to be. Verse 15 says, There I will give her vineyards back to her and make the valley of Acre into a gateway of hope. This scripture just encourages me so much because he is saying that from this barren season, from this wilderness, he is going to turn it into a vineyard. He is going to turn something dry and what feels ugly into a place of hope, into a vineyard, into a place that can breathe life. I felt the Lord do this so strongly in my life as soon as I was obedient and I died to myself. I had all of these idols and these distractions and all of these things that were keeping me from the Lord. And as soon as I surrendered them to him, he turned everything that the enemy meant for harm into good. When I was assaulted in high school, all I could ever fixate on was everything that I'd lost. I lost the ability to be pure. I lost the ability to share that with my spouse one day. I thought no one would ever want to marry me because what had happened to me. I never thought in my life that the Lord would be able to use me for anything, that I'd sinned too deeply, that I'd gone too far. But the Lord redeemed me. He not only redeemed me, but he redeemed everything that I thought that I'd lost for myself. I used to say, God can't use me because this happened to me. But now, I serve in a ministry where I get to serve other young girls who've walked through the same deep hurt that I did. I used to think that nobody would ever want to marry me because what had happened to me. All of the things that the enemy tries to take from us and to give us guilt and shame and speak to our identity and our worth and our heartbreak, the Lord takes it and turns it and uses it for his glory. The Lord has redeemed me and continues to redeem me every single day in my walk with him. 
He loves us so much that he wants to continually renew what has been taken from us from the enemy. My testimony, the way that the Lord has transformed my heart and my life and renewed so many broken things is why I feel so called to have started The Redeemed Girl. When I was going through all of my heartbreak and my shame and all of my mess, I wish that I would have had a friend to sit me down and tell me exactly what I'm going to be sharing in this podcast. My hope and my prayer is that this podcast finds the girl that needs a little Jesus-loving friend, a girl that needs somebody to hear her out without any judgment, or just somebody that needs a little encouragement. I really feel that the Lord is sending this podcast to the right people and will encourage you at the right time. I want to close today's podcast with a scripture for anyone that's feeling bound in their shame or stuck. Isaiah 44:22 says, I wiped the slate of all your wrongdoings. There's nothing left of your sins. Come back to me. Come back. I've redeemed you. I hope that this podcast encouraged you and made you feel a little less alone today. I love you all. I'm praying for you. And I can't wait to chat next week. New episodes of The Redeemed Girl will be available Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. To get connected in our community, follow us at The Redeemed Girl Podcast on Instagram or join our mailing list at info at redeemedgirl.com.